beggars can't be choosers, fundraisers need not be beggars. What do I mean by that? Well, we're going to unpack that today on this first day from the Fundraising School podcast. I'm Bill Stanjakevich, joined today by Alexis Buchanan-Thomas of Black Voters Matter. And I had the privilege of serving alongside Alexis in one of the Fundraising School's courses, our leadership course, which we were teaching in this most recent winter down in Fort Lauderdale. And Alexis, thanks for being with us on the Fundraising School's podcast. Thanks for having me, Bill. Super excited to be here. So first of all, help our audience understand the work of Black Voters Matter. Yeah, sure. We say that Black Voters Matter is first and foremost a power building and capacity building um, organization. We all are about voter engagement and Black um, and BIPOC communities. Um, you know, we regrant half our budget to grassroots organizations on the ground that are actually doing work. Um, we call ourselves the organizers of the organizers. And so we're very excited to bring together groups that are actually already doing the work, supporting them with resources, all with, um, you know, getting folks out to continue to be civically engaged. You work in one state, you work across the United States. What is your geographic reach? So we are a national organization. We are in nine core states, majority of the South, of course, all the Southern states, and then um, Michigan and Pennsylvania. And then we actually have what we call our BVM Light Program, Black Voters Matter Light Program, um, and that's 14 additional states. So we're in every state where political power is necessary, for sure. Which is every state in the union, uh, and yeah, it's such important work. Yeah, states more, actually. Um, when you look at the composition of you know who has power in Congress, most of them come from Southern states. So that's why it's so important to be in the South, too. And that's growing with the demographic shifts uh, to the southern states as well. And so you are getting folks registered to vote and to use their power at the ballot box. And therefore, you need to remain nonpartisan uh, as you're doing this work, which is where we intersected in the leadership course, where one of our main tenets is one of the most important words of the leader is no. It's easy to say yes to everybody, but then you spread yourselves too thin, you drift from your public service mission, and the, the leader needs to say no. And that's also important. In fundraising, again, when we're fundraising, we're not beggars. We do not need to say yes to every gift. And that's when Alexis taught all of us a wonderful lesson from her experience. Alexis, how has this word no come into play as you've been offered gifts to Black Voters Matter? Yeah, it's something that, you know, honestly comes up quite frequently, especially considering that we're in voter engagement organization. Um, you know, I would say in, in the during the 2020, uh, you know, presidential race, we actually had a candidate approach us that wanted to give a very substantial gift um, that we had to say no to um, because we are nonpartisan. We don't really care who people vote for. We just want people to participate in the process. Um, you know, we do have a C3 and a C4, um, which allows us to kind of have some flexibility around issues. You know, so if we have a candidate that we know is supporting a certain issue that would better, you know, benefit our communities, the communities that we serve, that's something we can push forward. But, you know, we've, we've had to say no when it came down to supporting a particular candidate. Um, and this was a very substantial gift. And it was tough as a fundraiser, right? Because who wants to turn down a gift worth a million dollars or more? Um, but that being said, um, you know, the implications that come with that, as well as also to who our, our base is and the communities we serve are just more and more, more important. And let me just say for our audience, they're already their ears are itching like, who is this donor? Who are these donors? I'm just going to say candidly, we are honoring donor privacy 
and we are honoring the work of Black Voters Matter to not name names here uh, in this particular podcast. So Alexis, with that in mind, so a donor calls, sounds like it's a substantial six, maybe seven figure gift. What preparation goes into this as you're fundraising? Do you have discussions internally about, you know, we cannot accept gifts from this person or these groups of people or political parties? Help us understand the preparation that goes into your work as a fundraiser as you're leading Black Voters Matter. Yeah, no, we, we definitely have to do research, um, just like you would do prospecting on a potential, you know, on the front end, when someone brings you a gift on the back end, you definitely have to do prospecting on that. Um, you know, there was a particular time where we didn't do enough prospecting and we decided to partner with a, a certain vendor that um, some of our, our partners were actually organizing against. And that was, you know, something that resulted in some backlash. So I think it's really important. We saw it definitely um, very much in 2020 during um, the racial uprising and after George Floyd, where we were approached with a lot of folks who wanted to give and contribute. However, they had troubled histories. Their, you know, their intentions weren't necessarily clear. Um, for example, we had one particular corporation um, that wanted to work with us on, you know, give us a gift and then also wanted to work with us in the long term. We'll come to find out they're the CEO of that corporation during, um, you know, the racial uprising protest was actually out um, supporting the police <laughs> and mm. sending lunch boxes and water bottles to police um, who were literally harassing protesters. And so, you know, when we got approached with the gift, we're like, OK, that's great. And then we did some more research and we're like, we don't think this is going to be a good fit. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's just really important because I, I think, you know, my, my, my father would say all money is not good money. And so I think it's very important to be very deliberate because, um, you know, you don't want to look at one gift that's maybe a huge gift, but also turns out, turns off. And maybe it's a one-time gift, right? And that particular gift can turn off your entire donor base that's, you know, committed to your cause and that, you know, are going to be there every year supporting what you do. So. Alexis, that's that's a great description of, of the work that you're doing. Do you have something written in advance, a policy that you follow? Do you handle these situations on a case-by-case -case basis? What can fundraisers learn from your experience and the wisdom that you've gained? So we are actually in the process of creating a gift acceptance policy. And to be transparent, Black Voters Matter has grown really fast in five mm -hmm. years. We're still a new organization. And and so, I mean, our, our our budget went in one year from five million to twenty five million. <laughs> so we've been, you know, you know, kind of still building out our infrastructures. Um, but that being said, we are in the process of accepting a gift, um, developing a gift acceptance policy. But we do kind of, you know, research these things on a case by case basis. Um, and it, and it's because a lot of our gifts do come based on relationships that our co founders have and people who do generally want to support the cause and support the work. Um, but because uh, you know, sometimes it can be such a hot button issue. We do have to take that extra due diligence to make sure it fits along with our mission. Alexis, as you have this word no in your toolkit, always as a possibility in case something is contrary to the public service mission and the values of Black Voters Matter, do you need to make this decision on your own? Do you have colleagues you can turn to? Is the board engaged to help uh, you through these situations? What does that look like at your nonprofit? 
Yeah, for us, it's definitely kind of a community effort, right? We all kind of get together and examine all the angles of it. We even bring in our communications team because they will go and scrub someone's social media to see if there's anything concerning on it before we accept or announce a gift. Um, so it definitely is a team effort where everyone from, you know, my department, from the communications department, from our co-founders and even some board members are involved in deciding, um, you know, what we accept in that process. How challenging can it be to say no? So somebody comes to you with a gift and you say no, and they add another zero and you say no, and they add another zero and you say no, and they add, you know, I got as many zeros as you have time, right? Is it tempting? How difficult is that? Bill as a fundraiser, (laughs) right? And it's tough, right? Because our job is to go get funds and resources, Mm -hmm. right? And so when you get a gift, um, it's really tough. Um, you know, I was recently at uh, 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 AFP, right? Yeah. And so um, I was able to sit in a session. Um, it was uh, on Black men and philanthropy. And, and, and it was really, really a great session. And um, one gentleman got up and was telling a story about a donor who, um, you know, he was just standing there chatting with him. And the donor pointed at someone and said, oh, that's a good looking colored man. And so he's right. He said, but the donor had just given a million dollar gift. Right. And so for him, that was a teachable moment, Um, you know, and so I think it's very important to kind of examine all of those things and decide, you know, that's why I think it's so important to do it on a case by case basis, because you may have a teachable moment. Right. You may be able to talk to, um, you know, that corporation or that particular donor and have them better understand your mission. And they can be more aligned with your cause. And then maybe that gift would make better sense. Um, so I don't know. I don't think it's just as black as white as, as you know, it, I wish it was that easy to say no. <laughs> um, but I think you have to, you know, also, of course, keep their mission um, forward always. And if you stick to that, I think, you know, you'll, you'll find your way. Thank you for transparency and sharing that story, which also, again, demonstrates your professionalism, your thoughtfulness, that there isn't just some broad brush here, some generalization that happens, that you are looking at this at a case-by-case basis. And somebody might, is it, the story you indicated, be very well-intended, uh, and just to be able to pull them aside and, and have a teachable moment uh, during that fundraising process. The other aspect of your work is you're a nonprofit. You also have the C4, so you can legally advocate uh, in terms of laws and policies. Um, But as a social advocacy organization, the fundraising school, we have a very broad definition of philanthropy. It's not just charitable giving of dollars. It's when people volunteer their time. It's when they volunteer their voice, when they volunteer a product or a service, when they help get the event organized. Um, All these different uh, behaviors are philanthropic. And so you're a social advocacy organization. People can help you all sorts of ways, not just with charitable giving. Where does no come in when people want to stand on the platform with you at your event or be part of your event or be part of your news story? Um, Do you sometimes need to say no to well-intended people who, again, because of your particular public service mission, you need to say no. What does that look like for you as a social advocacy organization? Yeah, you know, I think it definitely um, comes into play with us often. Um, you know, there are some social uh, justice warriors who are, are more popular than others. Some people have issues with social justice warriors. We've definitely found that, you know, there's been some that we've aligned with that we, you know, have posted pictures and shown our partnership with them. And we've gotten backlash mm-hmm. on social media um, from that. 
um, being a you know a voting rights organization or one that's focused on civic engagement, we definitely have had political candidates many times want to stand next to us, want to come, you know, we have a big bus tour that we do um, regularly around election season and we call it um, the blackest bus in America. And so that bus, when it comes into your town, um, you better get down, you know, but that being said, uh, you know, we definitely have been out on our bus and had politicians run up to us and want to take pictures with us on our bus or next to our bus. Um, so we've had to navigate those issues quite um frequently, to be honest. And it's something that, you know, we have to be delicate. We, we love anyone that supports us, right? Um, but our mission is so important and to put our 501c3 status in danger um, from any particular candidate or, or person, um, you know, it's just not worth it. it we have such a bit more, a bigger cause and much more bigger work to do um, than one particular, you know, candidate. So it's, it's, it's tough, but, you know, you can navigate it through. I think, again, it's just as long as you're deliberate, and you do your due diligence, it can be done. Alexis, thank you again for sharing the important work that you do at Black Voters Matter and how you approach your fundraising and other philanthropic behavior uh, activities from volunteers and advocates um, to make sure you're staying true to your mission and being effective. Um, as we conclude here, what final advice would you have for fundraisers on the importance of saying no when necessary when fundraising? Um, I think it's important to look long term. You know, I think us as fundraisers, we all get excited about a big gift, right? But um, I'll go back to what my dad said, all money's not good money, <laughs> right? And so I think it's just even more approached in that way. We're thinking about meeting our budget gaps and we're thinking about meeting our fundraising goals. What is the longer term um, implications of accepting um, donations from certain entities or certain donors. And, um, you know, just make sure you have a, a team that can work together as a vet. Um, like I said, I think the comms, our communications team is really great about going through social media and identifying things that we wouldn't normally catch. Um, and so I think just having that whole, you know, your whole staff and that whole team effort of, of making sure that we're still getting resources that fit, you know, with our mission or align great, you know, with us is, is really important. So, all money's not good money. Sometimes you do have to say no. The importance of saying no with Alexis Buchanan Thomas of Black Voters Matter. And at the fundraising school, we take great pride in our curriculum being research-based, evidence-based, but we also know that we're teaching adults. We build in time, not just for questions, but for small group table conversations, for large group conversations, because our participants are coming with lived experience and we can learn from each other while we also learn from the curriculum. And Alexis, you are a wonderful example of that at that course in Fort Lauderdale and now today in this podcast. We're so grateful for you sharing your wisdom uh, with us here at the fundraising school. We have 22 public courses. They lead up to four different certificates. We can take different parts of different courses and knit them together into custom training just for you, just for your nonprofit, your association, your region, in person, online, in the United States, anywhere across the world. We also have quarterly webinars, these free podcasts, and also our textbook, Achieving Excellence in Fundraising, where the research is translated into practice, effective fundraising practice, over 39 different chapters. All of this information available on our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. I'm so grateful to our guests, Alexis Buchanan Thomas, our producers today, Mike Anthony and Jennifer Boffman. I'm Bill Stanjakovich, and now you are now more fully informed on this first day from the fundraising school. Mm -hmm.